0: Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the Phillies reside and on the strong survive. I'm your boy Main, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I figured today with the return of football coming right on the horizon. What I'll do is just give my um Preseason picks to you guys from each team – well, not for each team, but for each division, like, pick my winners and losers and pick who I think gonna come out the conference. Because I think if I go as far as Super Bowl, that's always subjective. You know what I mean? Because football is a high-contact sport, and injury is always a possibility for it. at any moment, as we've seen a lot last year with some crazy – catastrophic things that happen on the field so yeah that's kind of where I want to go with it just you know start with the AFC go division by division and then hit up the NFC division by division like I said this is just from my perspective I'm not saying this is exactly how it's gonna go or whatnot and it's subject to change from week to week because it's going you know what I mean depending on matchups and everything like that so this is how I see it from just watching the preseason and seeing how, like, the rosters have been built up and then, like, the undrafted free agents that has made, like, an impact thus far. So, yeah, I just want to, I'm going to detail that. So that's what this episode is going to be about. So stay tuned.
1: Stay Lionhearted.
0: So, of course, I'm going to start with the AFC North. I mean, for those that don't know, and everybody should know by now, that's the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns. See, on paper, and just off of my public opinion, I feel like that looks like it's going to be the best division in football, just all around, from top to bottom. Because they all have great defenses. That's always been a staple of the AFC North. But the scary part about it is we already know how good, like, the, the Bengals offense is with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, you know, and all the players they got over there. But the only person that really got some individual hardware were other than Joe Burrow winning rookie of the year. Uh, Lamar got an MVP. And the one thing I love about Lamar is, because I'm going to start with the Ravens first. One thing I love about Lamar is, like, I hate the term, like, oh, the Ravens had to uh, remove their system, their normal system, to fit his skill set. I feel like that's what you should do anyway. You conform your your playbook and what you what you normally do to the greatness that you have, and it's not a negative. Like, you cater the offense to the things that Lamar do well. That's your star quarterback. That's what you're supposed to do. I feel like that's a problem nowadays in a lot of sports from every level. Youth sports, junior high, high school, college, and, like, I'm detailing right now, the pros. Like, everybody be so stuck in their ways. Like, oh, you got to run the plays the way I drew them up. Like, Like, no, man, you drew, you dropped the play. I mean... You cater your system, like I said, to fit the talent that you have been blessed with. You don't make the talent conform to you. It, it it makes you look like a great coach in the end, but hell, a great coach should be able to run any system. So when Lamar first came in, his strengths were like the read option style of play. No, it, was, it wasn't it was the norm because the norm was still pro-style. But now look where the game is going. If you don't got a dual-threat quarterback today in today's game, you have nothing. So you got to be able to move the pocket. And I'm not saying it got to be the fastest quarterback, but you got to be able to have some wiggle to you and make stuff happen with your legs as well just to keep the defense honest. And Lamar, he has an arm on him. They just never got him to help on the outside in the skills positions offensively to do what he need to do but times have changed cuz not only did they sign Odell Beckham Jr and of course Odell is coming off of two main two excuse me two major knee injuries so still it's always a wait and see with things like that but the last time we seen Odell he was getting busy for the Rams in the Super Bowl so talent is talent And he doesn't have to go in and be the number one guy. The number one guy on offense is Lamar Jackson. Let's start right there. So so the pressure that he had with the Giants, the pressure that he had with the Browns, it's not there anymore. He could just be a guy. And if you can just be a guy with that talent, you can do wonders. So I'm expecting big things out of Odell. I still believe in Odell. It helps that he's a former LSU Tiger, but I still believe in Odell's ability, and I think he's going to get it done simply because they also drafted Zay Flowers. And that attention is like, you're going to leave Odell one-on-one or is you going to leave Zay one-on-one? Because Lamar can get the ball there. Lamar has the accuracy because he did it at Louisville. Let's not act like all of a sudden when he got to the pros, he forgot how to throw and he just became a running quarterback. That's the that was the narrative out there. That's what they was trying to make it seem like. But if you watched him in college and then you watched him transition cuz in order to win an MVP, you got to do so much more than just run the ball. You got to be able to be a runner, a thrower. You better you got to be able to command your offense and all those things. So like I said, that's the best division to me right now on paper would be the AFC North, mainly because the Ravens have got a lot better. They was already scarier, but they have gotten a lot better. But then also, you got the Browns. Deshaun Watson gets a full offseason. And we're talking about on the field. Um, All that other stuff, I ain't really trying to get into all that. I'm just talking about his skills on the field. And I believe, and I never thought I would say this in my lifetime because they ain't never been good. The Cleveland Browns will be dynamic. They already got Miles Garrett on the defensive side, so I'm not worried about them defensively. Offensively, they're going to be something to reckon with, so it's going to be something to pay attention to. Like you know what I mean? The Browns is coming. I I can see the Browns being either a wild card team or a fringe wild card team out of that division. It's going to be hard. Like you know what I mean? If you listen to like ESPN and Fox and all that. It's natural to not want to go out on a limb and have like the Bengals out there and stuff. I mean, the Bengals is like based off of past history, like the masses would say that they're the best team, but I'm looking at it at the division as a whole because they've all gotten better, the Bengals included. You know what I mean? So look out for the Browns. I I think Deshaun Watson, it's going to be hard because we haven't seen Deshaun Watson in about two to three years, it seemed like. But when we Last time we did see him, he was that dude. And it wasn't because of injury. He sat out because he didn't want to be with the Texans. And then he had the suspension and everything. So the, the fact that he's not recovering from an injury, I think that's going to help him in the long run. And then, of course, you got the Steelers. You know, Steel Curtain, their defense is always, that's never a question. Mike Tomlin is the leader of all leaders. Like, so they have that. And they have Najee Harris to run the ball. And I kind of want to touch on this for a second. Like, the devaluation of the running back is crazy to me. Like, you have to have to be able to run the ball. Excuse me. You have to be able to run the ball to keep the defense honest. That's going to be a word I'm going to use a lot because a lot of people, when it comes to football, that's, like, real important. You know what I mean? You have to be able to be a threat at all levels. You know what I mean? Because if you're just too pass-happy or too run-heavy, like, you could be telegraphed, and that's never good. But, yeah. And then, of course, like, with Kenny Pickett, this is going to be his second year. Like, i seen some good flashes from him last year, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I like that underdog-type vibe. Like, you know what I mean? You don't expect too much from him. And it's like, well, he came out of nowhere, and he's in the perfect place. I mean, the Steelers already have a culture... They have things in place. They got players that's been there for a long time. And Mike Tomlin, like I was saying a little bit ago, like he's going to make it so easy on him. He's not going to have Pickett do too much too soon. He's just going to put him in a great position to where it's like, just don't be the reason that we lose games. Be more of the reason that we win rather than we lose. And then, of course, like then you got the Bengals. I mean, the only question with the Bengals is, like, can they get over that hump? They have everything. They've improved the offensive line. Thank God Joe Burrow didn't get hurt um, in training camp because that I think it was a calf injury. When I first seen it, I had thought he popped his Achilles. I thought it was over. Because normally when you see things like that, that's normally what it is. So I'm thankful it wasn't. Cause you know, the, him and Jamar Chase, they just got, like, an amazing connection. Joe Mixon, he's proven, like, He's one of those dudes in the NFL. So it's going to be real important. Like, it's not – it doesn't really matter, like, what they do in the regular season because they can have a great regular season once again. And if you can't beat the Chiefs or you can't beat the Bills, like, if you can't get over that hump – I mean, I know they made it to the Super Bowl, but you're not in this game to make it anyway. You you got to get to the mountaintop, like, making it to the – winning the, You know what I mean? The AFC as a whole, like you did that already. We need you to go to that big game and we need you to grab the brass ring, so to speak. Like, you know what I mean? That's your only mission. should be your only mission this season. You know what I mean? Because once them paydays start happening, because, you know, with more yards, more stats and all that, it's when that big money gets to talking and then just naturally because football is a hard cap, it's really not, Conducive to win once everybody start getting paid, you know what I mean. I mean we've seen it after the last Super Bowl champion, the whole bottom just fell out. You know what I mean. So yeah, I say all that to say this. If you had to ask me today, my pick would be the Ravens coming out of the AFC North. I think it's gonna be the Ravens because now Lamar has the help that he needs. And I'm expecting great things because their defense is always there. That's never a question. So, yeah. So, next, I'm going to go over to the AFC East. So, stay tuned.
1: Stay lionhearted.
0: So, next, I'm going to talk about the AFC East. That consists of the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bills, and the Patriots. In my opinion, I think this is going to be the most exciting division in the not only the AFC, but in the entire NFL as well. Because it seems like with that division that they have all the new toys. And just to start with the Jets first, because they got the biggest new acquisition of all, they got Aaron Rodgers. And I know saying that probably don't mean much to a lot of casual fans, but Yes, Aaron Rodgers is older, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers still got a good two to three years left in the tank, especially if you have the right pieces around him and if that that improvements that they've made on the offensive line, if they're able to hold up and keep him upright. And Aaron Rodgers is very savvy, so he's not going to take too many unnecessary hits. I mean, it's good that they... Ha- and a lot of people would think like with Aaron Rodgers and it's like, man, they got a defensive-minded coach in Robert Sala, but... I feel like that's good because at this point in his career, Aaron Rodgers is the offense. So with Salah holding down the defensive side and then they got, you know, Sauce Gardner, they got a good front four. The linebacking core is solid. So they basically got all the pieces to make a deep run into the playoffs and maybe even the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I got high hopes for the Jets. Like my cousin posted on um uh, Facebook the other day, he goes, what do you think the Jets' record going to be? I automatically said 13-4. and four. Like, I know that's kind of going out on a limb, but, like, just seeing all the pieces and how, like, he literally is the missing piece, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's there and the fact that he has a good commander of the offense and they do have his office, he got his office coordinator back from Green Bay that he had in Green Bay. I done forgot his name already, and he was my fucking coach last year. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, that's his name. He was the coach of my team last year. I done forgot his name already. So, you know, as a head coach, like, you know, good riddance. But I know he good on the offensive side of the ball if that's all he got to focus on. So, And then he has, like, Randall Cobb. He got some familiar faces over there, so it's going to be great. So, yeah, I think I got high – like I said, I got high hopes for the Jets, and I think it's going to go really well. So my preseason, that's one of my top preseason picks. And that's where I'm going to go ahead and get a division to. I think it's going to be the Jets. You know what I mean? They're going to they gonna go ahead and take the AFC East, in my opinion. But they still got to deal with the Bills. You know what I mean? To talk about the Bills a little bit next, they still got to deal with them. Like, I look at them like I talked about in the last segment about the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, they have everything that they've always had. It's just, can they get over the hump? I feel like... That's been the whole thing with the Bills, excuse me, like the whole time, like ever since the 90s, like my whole time growing up. Like even when they was making those back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls back in the day and they, they were so good with Jim Kelly, the shotgun offense and all that stuff. And it was like they would run through the AFC. But As soon as they get to the big game, they could never win the big one. And I feel like that's kind of the narrative now. But now it's like, can the Bills even get out the AFC? You know what I mean? Cause you still got to deal with the Bengals, the Chiefs, who I'm gonna talk about a little bit later. They got to deal with them. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the only question with the Bills. There's no new acquisition or there's no new like take. There's no takeaway things that they lost. They literally have everything. They got their receiving core. They got a good running back. They got the receivers. The defense is solid. It's just it's mental at this point. Can Sean McDermott? get them over that mental hump. I feel like that's the only question to have about the Bills within this division as well. And then you got the Dolphins. They also got a lot of new acquisitions. And I know a lot of people probably don't want to talk about this, but let's be honest. We already know what the question mark is. It's Tua. And I know a reporter asked Tua a similar question uh, just the other day. And he was like, man, or he they a story came about him. Sorry, a story came out about him. And he was like, Man, I wish people uh would keep my name out their mouth. But it's like, bro, like, we all saw you last season. We saw you take those hits. And I'm gonna let y'all in on something. I know a little bit more about the Tua situation than you would think. Like I remember I was I was at my I was at my mom's house and I was watching the game and me and my mom and my sister, we was watching the football games, and Tua takes that massive hit that he took. Instantly, upon contact, he hit, his head hits the ground, and his fingers draw up, and I go, oh, shit, y'all. I think he had a stroke. And it, initially, my mom and my sister, without thinking, they're like, you can't say that. How you know that? And I'm like, that's what happened to me. That's how my fingers drew up when I was in the hospital. You know what I mean? And then I was like, but we'll wait and see. I said, I think that's what it is. I ain't no doctor, but I I, I can kind of bet bet anything on it. Like, that's what it is. Literally the next morning, watching ESPN, an independent neurologist comes on ESPN and says that's exactly what happened. He suffered a, a slight stroke. And there's no question that the concussion he suffered days prior when they rushed him back into the game, even though he shouldn't be, that had to have something to do with it. So it's like, the thing about the Dolphins, we know they got Cheetah, we know they got Jalen Waddle, we know they got Bradley Chubb on defense, like they're solid, man. They Jalen Ramsey is over there now uh, to help the back end, the DBs, but the major question mark is going to always be from this point forward to his health, because they used to say it a lot about Peyton Manning back in the day one hit, and it's over. I mean, luckily, Peyton never had to take that hit, but I mean, there's been countless quarterbacks that have retired because of numerous concussions, numerous head trauma, and that's like a, a big thing within the NFL, and that's a lot of the reasons why we have the rules that we have today, and I mean, for the defensive players, it sucked more than anything, but they're more concerned about player health health and concerns and things like things of that nature, so it's like that's literally the only question that you would have for Miami if two is healthy, sky's the limit, but like I said how long is he going to be able to stay upright so they better hope that the offensive line can hold up the way it should so like I said like like I said, I got the jets winning that this division anyway, but If Tua is healthy, the Dolphins can be a major player. They could be a playoff team. They could be a playoff. They could definitely be a wild card. I could see them being a wild card team. They're going to have to battle the Bills for second place in the division, but I think they can do it if Tua is healthy. healthy, Excuse me, but that's a big if. All right, so next I'm going to talk about the Patriots. I mean, last but not least is what they say, but it is kind of least. So that's why they're last. I mean, we can we can honestly put to bed the whole argument. Was it Belichick or was it Brady? It was Brady. Because Brady done left, won a championship, then retired and all that. And came back and retired again. Meanwhile, in New England, the whole bottom has fell out. Not disrespecting Bill Belichick as a coach. But bruh, don't need to be picking the groceries no more. He don't need to be no D- GM and a coach. You got to do one or the other, bruh, Cause you 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 can't put a roster together for nothing. Tom Brady covered up a lot of your flaws. And this is no disrespect to Mac Jones, but Mac Jones ain't no Tom Brady. He's a solid quarterback, but up in New England, they've had what was it? 21 years of greatness that they saw. 20, 21 years of greatness that they saw out of Tom Brady. And one thing we always knew for sure, no matter how shitty their season might have seemed, that at the beginning, like in September, by December the Patriots was gonna be the Patriots. Those days is over. They far shot. Hopefully Mac Jones can continue to progress because he's had a solid start to his career, and they do got Ezekiel Elliott now, and hopefully he can revive his career because when he was in Dallas, he started to become in three, uh, three to two yards in a cloud of dust. So hopefully he can get back to we can see that Zeke pop that we saw coming out of Ohio State. And I know age and and, and wear and tear can play a factor, but this is your shot. This might be your last shot, so take full advantage of it. I don't know how much it's going to help the team or how much it's going to improve the Patriots' chances, but it's a possibility. I mean, as long as you're healthy, anything's a possibility, so... Yeah, but that's my simple take on the AFC East. Agree with it. Don't agree with it. It's just my opinion. Like I said, all this is subject to change because this is just a preseason pick. Just to ease myself back into football, talking about the game, because it's been a while. I mean, I think my first episode was about the Super Bowl, and I haven't really talked about football since then. But yeah, that like I said, that's my take on the AFC East. So next, I'm going to take it down south and talk about the AFC South. So stay tuned.
1: Stay Lionhearted.
0: Next is the AFC South, where you have the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, and the Indianapolis Colts. In my opinion, I believe it's Jacksonville's division to lose because they have the quarterback, a young offensive line, some young skilled players, and they actually have the the experience of having made the playoffs, won the division, and also they beat the Chargers to advance to the next round. So they got that under their belt as well. So it's all about progression with them at this point. Like are they going to take the necessary steps and the next steps to become a more complete team as Trevor Lawrence gets another year under his belt. Everybody that was there last year, they should come in a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not really much to say about this division. No disrespect to the fans of this division, but It's clear, cut, and dry. It's either going to be the Jags or it's going to be a surprise. And then you have the Titans. Titans, they've been one-dimensional for the last few years. Literally, Derrick Henry or bust. And don't get me wrong, King Henry is great. But at one point, at what point, excuse me, is that enough? When it comes down to advancing in the playoffs, because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, right? That's why you sign the free agents that you have. That's why you draft. That's why you draft the players that you do. It's to advance in the playoffs. The regular season means nothing if you don't do anything in the playoffs. I mean, it's good, like for like ESPN and the media and like situations like that. If you want to just be talked about. But if you want to be talked about amongst the greats, you got to get over the hump. And until they really figure out the solid, a solid excuse me, a quarterback situation, they're going to continue to be one dimensional, and eventually they'll be stuck in the mud. That's just how it works. And then you have the Colts; they're more so same same situation except they have Jonathan Taylor but they have a future to look forward to but it's kind of like a lot of their players are in win now mode but then you have the younger players that's building for tomorrow and I don't know if it's true but like I was um I'm going to talk about it a little bit cuz there's a couple of running backs within this whole thing that's like They should get their money. The running back position is that important; it means something. And for John, uh, for John Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, not to get a contract extension, it's terrible. I mean, it's he's literally their best player. Like I seen a story like a couple weeks ago. There, they gave him permission to seek a trade partner. Like, what? That's literally all you have. That's what we know about the Colts at this point, is him at running back, his dominance as running back. If you have a chance to win the division, that's what it'll be. No no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what it'll be. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Play action. That's the only hope you got on offense. So if I was the coach's management, Jim Irsay, and all that, I'd stand down, chill out, get a running back his money, and stop playing because the young man, he deserve it. That's the thing. A lot of these owners kind of feel like they're trying to be puppet masters, trying to be cute, trying to be funny. Man, you pay the, pay the best players, man. Excuse me. You pay the best players. Like, stop playing. These type of this type of greatness doesn't grow on trees. I don't give a fuck what the numbers tell you. You pay the best players, man. And if it just happened to be your quarterback, it happened to be your quarterback. If it happened to be your running back, it happened to be a running back. It could be a DN. It could be a DB. If they're a dime a dozen, you pay them as such. Stop playing with the game, man. Or you're always gonna be what you're always gonna be. Y'all still ain't recovered from doing many wrong. Yeah, y'all had a little couple copy with Andrew Luck. He only took y'all so far, and he had to retire early. Part of that's because of injuries, but I know a lot of that is because that bum-ass management that they got up in Indy. And that bum-ass ownership. So get it together if you ever want to go far. And with that being said, I'm going to talk about the Texans, last but not least. After the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco, they seem to kind of, they're figuring it out. Slowly but surely, they was lucky enough to draft C.J. Stroud. That's a good building block. That's a good stepping stone. Whatever he does, he's rookie season. It'll be gravy if he come out the blocks running. The Texans might have something, but if he doesn't and rookie struggles kick in, hey, it's it's expected. The pro is the college is one thing, but a pro the pros excuse me is a different game. So you gotta you gotta take it for what it's worth. One thing I do know, this kid got a lot of ability. So the Texans are in a good place. They're in a good spot after what they went through because literally losing Deshaun Watson, you would think like it would be like a David Carr situation all over again. Like The whole bottom will fall out for a decade, which we've seen many teams do in the past. Hopefully and luckily this is not the case for them because they have a great building block for the future. But with all that being said, like I said before, it's the Jags division to lose. So, Jags, handle your business. And I mean, really, handle your business. Don't just slide in the back door like you did last year and barely eke in. Yeah, you beat the Chargers. I'm gonna talk about that more in a little bit last in the next segment, excuse me. But yeah, come on, man. It's y'all division. Go on and take it. The rest of the team. Either stuck in, the rest of the teams are either stuck in the mud or they're stuck in developmental. So go on and get it. Stay tuned.
1: Stay lionhearted.
0: Last but certainly not least, I saved the best for last, and that's the AFC West. And I'm not saying that because the quality of the teams. I'm literally just saying that because that is the team that my division – I mean, that's the division, excuse me, my team is in. So this might be a little bit longer than the rest of them because this is more personal than any of them. I mean, it's a lot of knowledge behind it, but like I said, my team is in the division, and I got some feelings about my teams that most bandwagon fans would not have. But that's okay. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're honest, I mean, that's why you tuned into this podcast, right? You tuned in it for my honesty. So that's what you're going to get. So we're going to start, and then we're going to work our way around. I'm going to save us for last, though. So, of course, of course, I'm going to start with the Chiefs first. Day the cream of the crop. There's no doubt about it. Everybody thought the bottom was going to fall out when they they lost Cheetah to Miami. But, no, that's not the case because guess what? They still got Patrick Mahomes. They still got Travis Kelsey. They still have a formidable defense. But if you – and they still got the great Andy Reid. Excuse me, not to forget about Andy Reid and his play calling. Yeah, they lost Eric BNME, but so what? Those is Andy Reid's play calls, and we know it. We've always known it. He was great in Philly back in the day. And he's been great since he got to Kansas City. And those are my fierce rivals. So it's not easy for me to say. But like I said, I'm going to be honest. If you can't stop those two, I've come to find out. I don't care who their running back is, who their receivers is, none of that. You got As long as you got Pat Mahomes and you got Travis Kelsey, you can go far. So, I mean, what's there to really say about the Chiefs? They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, as hard as it is to win back-to-back Super Bowls, they actually got a real shot because of who they have, because they got Pat Mahomes. He's actually that real, and you've got to respect his ability. So it's not really much that I need to say about them, because at this point, it looks like it's plug and play. If we lose this receiver, we'll get another one. If we lose this running back, we'll get another one. As long as we keep the offensive line solid, the defensive line formidable, as long as they got 15 in that backfield, they feel like they can do anything. And I don't blame them. You want to know why? Because they have. As much as I want to talk shit about the Chiefs, because I don't like the Chiefs. Like I said, they're my fierce rivals. So it's always fuck the Chiefs. But it's only because they're that great. So it's not hate. If I'm talking about you, that means you're somebody. It's when I stop talking about you when you need to be worried. So I'ma just go on and now I'ma wait to the end. I ain't, I ain't even gonna pick my division. I was about to, but let me let me detail the rest of these teams and I'll I'll save ours for last. Who I'm gonna pick? All right. Next we got the Raiders. That's always gonna be personal as well, only because my mom is a Raider fan. The person who gave me life. But I also say, I think that's why I was born early. Because I wanted to be a winner at life. So I had to get out as quick as possible. I love you, Mom, but you know I hate the Raiders. It's not going to change. But if I had to give anybody a pass this season, it would be my mom. The rest of y'all, I could care less. Until February, we ain't cool. We ain't friends. Hey, if you're a Raider fan, I got an eternal, lifetime beef with y'all. It's just like that. Fierce rivalry. I don't care if y'all was in Oakland, went to LA, back to Oakland, even in Vegas. I can't stand the Raiders. It just is what it is. And no beef with the players, because they got some players I actually like. Marshawn was a former Raider. C. Wood, former Raider. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the fans, man. And I don't been, I done, well, I, I ain't been to Vegas yet, but I don't been to Oakland Stadium with the Raider fans to watch them play against my team. And, and, man, they done fought people that got our jersey on and they done fought themselves. So it's like, man, they'll get a beef, if they're getting a beef with them, somebody that got the same jersey on as them, ain't nobody safe. Yeah, but I just can't stand people who, they ain't won nothing. They ain't never won in my life. Ever. Never. The one time they went to the Super Bowl, they got beat down by Tampa. And they talk about the tuck rule all the time, right? That was in 01. Y'all made the Super Bowl the next year in 02. So they try to act like 02 never happened because they'd say, oh, we would have won for sure in 01. I don't think they would have beat the Rams. I don't think they would have beat the greatest show on turf. There's no way. Sorry, not sorry. I told you this was gonna be a little long. It's a little bit more personal, you know. But they they do they got they got they got Jimmy Garoppolo, and I seen recently they did they paid Josh Jacobs, which is great. Like I said, if the running back is like that, cause he's really like that, give him his money. Stop being so cheap. Stop being so cheap. And they have the greatest receiver in the game. They have Devonte Adams. So I gotta give them their credit. Gotta give them their credit on the front seven. They got Max Crosby. They got some dogs on. They got some dogs on defense. So if your offensive line ain't ready, they they have the ability to pin their ears back. The the questions with the Raiders has always been their secondary. As long as they figure that out, they have a chance. They've had talent for years, but it was always something: the front office, the coaching staff, players getting arrested, all all these different things that stopped them from winning. And then the one season that they did have a winning season a few years ago. Right before the playoffs, Derek Carr breaks his leg. Like, like I said, it's always something. It, it's always something. But y'all have the pieces this year to to win some games. I, I could see y'all, you know what I'm saying, making some noise close to, like, the wild card. I'm not going to totally disrespect the Raiders. Like I said, a lot of that's just me talking my shit, but I do know they got some some good players like being knowledgeable about the game they do got some good players so they just got to put it together and it was a lot of heat on josh mcdonald daniels last year so we got is he gonna be able to recover for that because a lot of people was blaming him do i personally think it was just solely his fault no i don't think so but now he has a quarterback in jimmy garoppolo that knows his system that was behind brady back in the day so hopefully that can happen and hell if it don't work out you know, by week six, Tom Brady is one of y'all owners, so twelve could suit up. And I ain't talking about the police, I'm talking about the quarterback. He could actually suit up for y'all, and that might be y'all best bet. So always leave that door open. I mean Jordan did play for the Wizards, so anything is possible. All right, next I'm gonna talk about the Chargers. I wish I didn't have to, but I said I was gonna be fair. I said I was gonna talk about everybody. Because to me, talking about the Chargers is like talking about the L.A. Clippers. Why do I say the Clippers? Because the Chargers is always a media darling. So many people in the media have the Chargers to pick. Oh, Chargers have the talent to win the Super Bowl. But that's just it. They've always had talent. But at the end of the day, the Chargers is going to charge. Justin Herbert, congratulations, bro. He got his money. But then you don't pay Austin Eckler, your everything, every down player that came out of nowhere to greatness for you guys? Really? Is, is is that how y'all moving? Is is it gonna be is it gonna are you guys gonna be able to put it together? Because you couldn't put it together with Drew Brees. You couldn't put it together with Phillip Rivers. You couldn't put it together with Antonio Gates. You couldn't put it together with LaDainian Thomason, Sean Mary, Sean Merriman, uh, the late great junior Seau. I mean, I can go on and on. Look at all those great – look at all that greatness I just named. But it it breeds nothing. It breeds a bunch of regular season wins, but nothing in the postseason. Excuses here, excuses there. Injury this, injury that. It's always something. And every year, here we is. When you look at the rankings, look at the power rankings. You always see the Chargers. The Chargers might have a good season. The Chargers will fuck around and be 13-4 and four in the AFC, top two seed in the whole conference. Get to the divisional round and get smacked. Or get smacked by a wild card team because the wild card team could mess around and be, hmm, the Raiders who I just got done talking about. and It might get smacked. And then, then you had a coach going to come out and be like, oh, we don't play for ties. Do you not know you could have made the playoffs Um, a few years ago? You could have made the playoffs, and once you get in the dance, hey, you got to be invited to the dance to be able to dance. You feel me? That was, I get it. Like, no, you don't play for a tie. But if that would have got y'all both in, and then y'all would have played them again the following week, if y'all are so superior, why wouldn't you take it? You want to know why? Because the Chargers never show up in the playoffs. And this is not a knock on Justin Herbert because he's a great quarterback. It's the pieces around you. Are they going to be there when it matters? The ownership. Are they they more worried about ticket sales and jersey sales or actually winning? That's yet to be seen. They got their quarterback locked up now, so he got to take whatever comes. He can make every throw. The greatness is definitely there. They just got to get all those skill players figured out. And, of course, health is, like, the biggest concern for that franchise. But it's like a wait and see at this point. But with that being said, last but certainly not least, the Denver Broncos. My Denver Broncos, if you couldn't tell by now. And early on in this preseason, we've been hit by the injury bug. But I ain't the type to use that as an excuse. Next man up. Because guess what? The way our quarterback looked last year, you owe us, homie. We gave you all that money for what? To see that? And this is not no, like, emotional type thing. Like, bro, this was all last season. I just seen a post you said, you don't run from the pressure. You don't run from the expectations, all that. Like, you, you run towards it. Well, we need you to run towards it. Because you're in the shadows of the great John Elway, the great Peyton Manning, Super Bowl appearing and Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. I'm not going to sit here and act like the injuries don't matter because they do, but that's a part of the game. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to give us, oh, my God, like the receiver, oh, Jerry Judy, we lost Tim Patrick once again, and Kaywan Williams had to have surgery. It's a lot going on. That much is true, hey amen. But we got to figure it out. Like I said, next man up. It might be a player that come out of nowhere. The Broncos is known for that, especially at the running back position. And we get Williams back, coming off a knee injury. So his greatness that can shine through. That Russ, that's another security blanket for you. We get Randy Gregory. That 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 pass rush is going to be very important for us. But if you don't show up, if you don't perform. None of it fucking matters. We need you to be dangerous. We don't need Russell. I don't want to see Russell Wilson. I want dangerous. That's what I want to see. I want to be able to be like, oh, yeah, man, the Broncos making the Super Bowl for sure. And that's the kind of energy I had last year. That's the hope I had last year. And a lot of people was telling me, like, man, you got to take it easy on him, like, Like, y'all got a rookie coach. You're a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. You get to that line, you better check out that bogus-ass play. Whatever's being called. Oh, he did not want to step on his toes. Fuck his toes. Because look at him now. He's in He's in fucking uh, up in New Jersey, in New York, with the Jets, with the great Aaron Rodgers once again. And Aaron Rodgers stepping all on them toes. If he don't like them plays, that's called. He audible and out that. You ain't going to make me look bad. That's the reputation Aaron Rodgers got. And I I love that type of energy. When we had John Elway, yeah, it was Mike Shanahan's cause. John Elway was the conductor of that offense. Peyton Manning came. Yeah, we had John Fox. Then we had Gary Kubiak. Yeah, it didn't mean nothing. I mean, it meant something. I'm not going to say it like that. But Peyton Manning called those plays. That's why we called him the sheriff. Because he was the sheriff of our offense, of our football team. That's what we need from you. That's the type of money you're getting. Put everybody in line. You was a a third-round pick yourself. So that underdog you came from behind and made it to the top, don't get to the top and forgot what got you to the top. Like, I want a football player under center for my squad. I don't want no celebrity. You being a great football player is what got you to be a celebrity. That's how we know who you are because what you did for Seattle. You know what I mean? I always knew who you were because I watched you at Nebraska, at NC State. I mean, Wisconsin, my bad, not Nebraska. Wisconsin, NC State. I watched you at both of those schools. And I know the greatness of you. That's why I'm saying all this. But you got people in forums, Twitter or X, excuse me, it's X now. I forgot my bad, y'all. And I see the little Broncos. I follow all that stuff, Broncos today, Broncos daily news, all all that stuff. And you done got to the point where the fan base done already said, "Fuck Russ instead of we trust." Is that what we doing? Nah, man. Don't let that be the case. Don't please don't let that be the case. Cause yes, Jared Stidham has had a solid preseason, but let's not do that, man. You you know you you're the guy, man. You're the guy for we can't get up. We hey you. We locked in with you, so we got to ride with you. You said let's ride? Well, let's ride. Don't make it just a slogan. Let's actually do it. That's what I'm saying. I got got high hopes for my own squad, man. I want to be able to buy your jersey, man. Give me a reason to buy your jersey. Because after what I saw last night, I got to shelf that. Guess I'm going to be rocking my Elway, my Patrick Mahomes. I mean, not Patrick Mahomes, my Patrick Sertain, my bad Pat, my PS2 jersey. I'm going to be rocking that because you got to show me first, bro. But, yeah, with that being said, because I can go on all day about my Broncos. Like I said, that's a, little, that's a little personal for your boy. But I got the Chiefs winning this division, man. I got Until somebody beat them, until somebody dethrone them, I, I can't even front. They the cream of the crop in our division. They've been the last few years. The Chargers have the ability to do it. Will they do it? I history tells me hell no. Fuck no. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's been to the big game, he's been to the Super Bowl. Health always health is always a big concern with Jimmy. So the jury is still out on that. And Russ, is you did you finally have it figured out? That's that's the main question, but until those questions is answered, I got to give it to the Chiefs to get the AFC West. Yeah, but, okay, so I'm going to end up talking about the NFC, but I'm going to take a little break. You know what I mean? Got to pay some bills, got to handle some business. So y'all stick to them. I'll be right back.
1: Stay lionhearted.
0: All right, y'all, I'm back. So now we're going to talk about the NFC side. I'm going to do the same format I did with the AFC, start at the top, and I'm going to work my way around. All right, so we're going to start with the NFC North. That's the Vikings, the Lions, the Bears, and the Packers. See, now this division is, is interesting, very interesting, because three out of the four teams have young quarterbacks, which, which will lead to a promising future. The Lions, to start off with the Lions first, they have a young quarterback who has experienced at least playing in the Super Bowl when he used to be with the Rams, and that's Jared Goff. And I like the Lions team because not only are do they have good skill players that can be great skill players down the line, I love that the passion that their coaching staff have. Dan Campbell. Even when, like, they lose games, they're never getting blown out. The Lions don't get embarrassed. I feel like the days of the Lions just getting embarrassed are over with. Like, you can't just look at the team's calendar and, like, oh, we played the Lions this week. Uh, let's check that box Oh, That's a dub. Nah, yeah, you can't do that no more because they got that fight. You're going to be in a dog fight every night when you play the Detroit Lions, and I like that. That's one thing I like. Like, Jared Goff. I think it took him like a season and a half to get over the fact of being traded. Cuz every quarterback that's drafted high, they feel like oh, I'm this team's franchise quarterback. I'm I'm going to be here. This is this is the place that I'm going to make my name, uh show my game and all all that thing. Then making it to the Super Bowl with the Rams like then being traded it was kind of like, "Wow. I didn't think it was going to happen." And it took him a while to like adjust to, like, okay, being traded. Now I'm on Detroit. And now you can feel like you could see that his footing is up under him. And he, he has, like, great rapport with his receivers, with the running back. He trusts Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell trusts him. And I love the fact that they're letting Dan Campbell go through the growing pains and don't just put a plug on that coaching staff so quick because you can just see it building and building and building. And I feel like within a season or two, I feel like Detroit could be something so something in a team that could be reckoned with within the NFC because let's be honest, outside of a few teams at the top, the rest of the NFC is wide open. So would I be surprised if the Lions took a big leap this season? Hell no. I kind of expect it, you know what I mean? With the with the division that they're in, the like I said, the playmakers that they have, the coaching staff that they have, and that type of energy that the coaches breathe into the building, it's like the perfect storm. And it's like it's better now than never type deal. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's in a whole other conference. He's in a whole other division. So, like, he left that door wide open. So somebody got to walk through it. Somebody got to run through it and make it happen. So why not them? But then next you have the Chicago Bears. Also in the division, same thing as the Lions. Very young team, very talented team. It's kind of crazy because the receiver for the Lions and the receiver for the Bears, the St. Brown brothers, they're brothers, the St. Brown uh, brothers. And they have a young, talented quarterback as well that's finally starting. It looks like he's starting to find his footing in the NFL finally, and that's Justin Fields. And again, like, it feels like they're building something towards the future. So that they're going to be a handful, and the Bears have always had a great defense. My whole entire lifetime, my whole entire watching football, it's always been the defense. They always have great linebackers. They always have a good front seven. You know, the secondary has went up and down throughout the years. But as far as, like, the defense as a whole – They've always been top tier, and I don't expect that to change. But for the longest time, it's been like the quarterback situation, like a revolving door. But the way the game is moving with the dual-threat quarterback and all that stuff, J- Justin Fields, is like that perfect storm for them. Well, let's hope. Because I see the talent, and if you watched him in college and all that, you see it. When he makes plays, his eye-popping and everything. Like, But it leaves you wanting more. And like I I was saying about the Lions before I started on the Bears, I love the patience that the organizations are finally starting to show with these young quarterbacks. Like, yeah, you have your Patrick Mahomes that's like, boom, overnight. Everything is like right there. But everybody's not like that. Sometimes it takes a season, two, maybe even three and then when you're patient a lot of the time especially with at the quarterback position which is the most important position no matter what's said sometimes that patience pays off sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it does so it's always better to stick to it than rush off of it so i can see like i said if Justin Fields keep progressing the way that he the way that i think he will there's no reason why the Bears shouldn't at least be more competitive this season. I'm not going to put a cap on it like they're going to make a wild card or be solidly in the playoffs. Still, a, All this is still a wait and see because we're in the beginning. But from the things that I've seen and the things that I've read on Justin Fields, he's trending in the right direction. And then you have the Vikings. They've been like that veteran because they got Kirk Cousins, first cousins, still like holding it down and as a businessman hey I can never knock Kurt but as a football player it's just one of those things where he's only going to go so far and he's always going to leave you wanting more and you know a lot of the skill positions have changed for the Vikings yes they still have Justin Jefferson over there so that that always helps but it's like it's on you, Captain Kirk. It's always been on you, Captain Kirk. Now Dalvin Cook is no longer there. So you don't have that security blanket. So it's like, it's your division to win it, but or to lose it, I should say. But will you? You was always right there when Aaron Rodgers was still in the division. But he's no longer there. Like I said, that door is wide open. So the only question about the Vikings, and it's simple, will Captain Kirk take his team to the next level? Because if he doesn't this season, I know I talked about patience. That was for the young quarterbacks. You real long in the tooth, Kirk, especially when it comes to, like, being a veteran quarterback, and then you, you start getting that guaranteed money, which was like, eyebrow for a lot of people so you open that door and i'm pretty sure the quarterbacks that have came after you is very thankful but you ain't did nothing but cash and still a couple of checks at this point because they gave you that money so you can get to an nfc championship game so you can get to a super bowl so you can eventually win a super bowl the money that you're getting paid you ain't lived up to those expectations but again This division is very wide open, so there's nothing really stopping you, especially you, from running straight through that open door. You just got to make it happen, man. And to round out this division, we get to talk about the Packers. The new-look Packers, because like I've been saying, Aaron Rodgers is gone. It's cool because it's Jordan Love. Jordan Love is a hometown kid. Bakersfield, California. Stand up! It's one of our own. So it's like, man, we get to root for this kid. We get to see what he made of. You know what I mean? Like, he's had he had some shaky moments, but then you see glimpses of like, oh, okay, he probably can. He he probably be solid if he if the offensive line can keep him upright and if Matt Lafleur can put him in the right positions to be successful because they got some pretty good receivers. As we saw last season, it, it was a rocky start, but then once they started getting more comfortable with Aaron Rodgers, like you saw the flashes of what what could be. And I look at the whole Aaron Rodgers cloud being lifted and Jordan Love now know that he's the guy putting in the reps, putting in the time with the receivers and the skill position players that he has. There's n- As long as he's given the opportunity, because he has the skills to be able to succeed. Again, you got to be patient. He's a young buck. See, the Packers, the problem is the Packers, they're used to having players like Brett Favre, who played a long time, Aaron Rodgers, who played a long time. But even Aaron Rodgers, it took him to sit three years on the bench. He learned under Favre, and then he came, he hit the ground running. So let's hope Jordan Love been sitting behind A-Rod, rather, he's been taught. Directly or indirectly, he's still been able to sit and watch. So hopefully, that can translate from the quarterback room to the field. But with all that being said, I'm going to give the NFC North. I'm going to get that to Detroit. I like that team. I like that. I like their spirit. Dan Campbell got something good on his hands. He got something good working. No matter what's on the scoreboard, they fight. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. You never want a team that quits, and you never want a team that give up. So, yeah, I got I got the Lions making the playoffs, and the NFC North winning the division. Mm, the record-wise, I'll give them 11-6. I'll, I'll say they'll get 11-6, 10-7, somewhere around there. But they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to win the division. And that's the only, I think it'll only be one team that come out the NFC North. And I think it's going to be the Lions. So, yeah, next we're going to get into everybody's favorite division, the NFC East. So stay tuned.
1: Stay heart.
0: Okay, like I said, so next we're going to talk about the NFC East. In years past, it's been known as the NFC Least. But that's not the case anymore. There's talent all over this division, regardless of what team you root for or root against. Like, take the Washington Commanders, for instance. They have a lot of skilled players, and they have a couple of players, dynamic players, that's actually returning from injury. So that is from the depth, looking at the depth chart and what I've seen in preseason. Just like watching, like I said, regulars. I mean records and all that stuff, all that shit. I don't look at all that when it comes to preseason. Like, how did how did you perform, like in the game? What did you look like? Did you get the right reads as a quarterback? Um, was you going extra hard on your runs? What was the offensive line? Was they in sync? Was the offensive line in sync? Was was your defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback? Did you see gaping holes in the secondary? Things like that. And if you look at the Washington Commanders team, and I'm getting used to calling them the Commanders because that is their name now. I want to say football team so bad. But the thing about them is, like, they have a lot of talented, skilled players on offense and defense. The only question is, is Sam Howell, the quarterback? That That's literally the only question, like, you don't question the coaching staff, the ownership and all that. You, that That's not even a problem. Like, they're, they're starting to finally figure it out. They're getting, like, they're drafting better. They're retaining the players that they actually develop now. So it all looks like it's working in their favor. But, again, like, it's like having a point guard in basketball. Without that head of the snake, which in football is is the quarterback, what is he going to look like? That's going to be the only real question that plagues the Washington franchise all season is his development and how he go about things. Like I, I feel like this team, and it's, a, it's, it's actually a good thing. like their defense is going to carry them through for a lot of the games in the earlier part of the season as he begins to figure it out. So, because this division as a whole is always tough. I don't give a fuck what the records say. A team could be 0-4, but if they going up against, because there are everybody in their division, them is your fierce rivals. So you always bring a little bit extra to the table. So, uh, like I was saying about certain teams in the last division, like, you can no longer just look at the schedule and be like, oh, we play the Commanders this Sunday or this Monday, or this Thursday, or whatever it is, and be like, oh, that's a dub, that's a W. Any given Sunday, that's where the term comes from. That's why you play the game, that's why you step on the field. Anything and everything can happen, and it usually does when the NFL, with the NFL. Especially last season. Last season was so unpredictable, I will never look at a schedule and be like, oh, we got this. Oh, we got that one. Oh, we got this one. Especially when it comes to division, you're never supposed to do that when it comes to division. So don't be surprised, especially defensively. If you if you should be surprised about anything about this team, anything about this franchise, it's the play of Sam Howe. and it could go either way. It could be really really good, or it could be really really bad. It could, there could be like right out the box, boom boom boom, or it could be a lot of growing pains. It's all a wait and see, but. They have all the other pieces. The coaching staff is solid. The front office is getting a lot better. So they're in a good position for the future. They're the only ones of only out of the four teams of this division, they're the only ones that I would say like they're probably a year away, a year or two away. Then you have like Giants. Daniel Jones last year showed us he could be a competent NFL quarterback when given the time, when given the reps, if the offensive line holds up. But one thing y'all need to do, pay Saquon. Because it's Saquon or bust over there. Because if Saquon is gone, you have nothing. As great as, if you want Daniel Jones to be great, it's going to be because of Saquon you is like uh, adrian peterson back in the day he's one of one yeah i know he had like the injury history early on and all that but last season it seemed like he started to figure that out don't be a copycat giants don't follow the trend of the league pay your guy that's your guy he can be your bell cow He could be an every-down back. He's pretty good in the passing game. Of course, he can run the ball. He's getting a lot better at blocking in the passing scheme. Like, I feel like this with the Giants. Offensively, if Saquon is in the fold, which I think he should be, and I love that about him. Like, they say he's still going to camp and he's still doing everything. He's not trying to hold out and all that, even on the one-year tender that he signed. Like he's still being professional about it. And, and you kind of you love to see it. But if he was to hold out or whatever the case may be, nobody could blame him. Nobody could ever blame him because, like, football is a violent sport. And it's a hard cap sport. And it's like you need to get as much guaranteed money. That's the key to this, guaranteed money. Because a contract could be big as you want it to be. But how much is guaranteed? What is the signing bonus? See, that's the Giants' main problem because they need to build, keep building that defense, but if you let Saquon walk, you have nothing because you you leaving Sam, you leaving the quarterback, I almost said Sam Donald, you're leaving Daniel Jones out there on the island. You want that security bar- blanket and Saquon Barkley because you won't go anywhere without it. So that's just some advice for the future. Because with this defense, I mean, with or with this defense, the way it young and it flies around, you need a couple of key more pieces, and then in this division, it's about the here and now. The Washington got time to be patient. The Giants not so much, because y'all already showed the belief in Daniel Jones. So please put the pieces around him, and long term pieces, and start with Saquon Barkley. All right, so that's. That's my little take on the Giants, what they need to do. And, and again, like this division is so, like, it could be this or it could be that because it's so competitive. If they snuck into the seventh wild card spot in the NFC, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me. It's a possibility. But it's one of those things, like, you, you got to put it all together to make it happen. Do I think they can win the division? No. Hell no. But do I think they could be like a fringe wildcard team? Yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give them that as a preseason guess. I think they could be their seven or six spot in the NFC. But we'll see. Moving on to the Eagles. They made it to the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts starting to prove everybody wrong. A.J. Brown, the acquisition, Smith, all, like, they had it. It was right there. They they put it all together. The defense, the offense, they was all in one. It was just the main thing that ha- hampered them was that fucking experience, man. Experience matters. The Eagles' coach versus um, the Eagles' coach, excuse me, versus the Chiefs' coach. That's what the Super Bowl came down to. It was because shot for shot, uh, Jalen Hurts matched Patrick Mahomes. Like, it, it, it was, their whole thing is is kind of similar to the Bills. It's similar to the Bengals. Are they going to take that next step and get over the hump? Which, over the hump from them, it would be winning a world championship. Or are you going to regress to the means, to the masses, to where everybody else sat and be like, oh, yep, you were just one-hit wonders. It was a fluke. But I don't think so. Because they got talent at all the skill positions. They got a little younger on defense, and Jalen Hurts, he proved to us that he's that dude, or he's proving, I should say, that he's that dude, because you got to do it more than once. So now, like they like to say, now that there's there's tape, there's successful tape out there on you, now we're about to see now that everybody didn't have a full offseason to study you and the flow of the game, and are you going to come back a better pocket presence and thrower of the football and things like that? Because we know you, when healthy, your legs are there. That's not even a question. Now it's about perseverance. Like I said, you're not the underdog Eagles no more. Everybody gunning for you in the NFC. You know, it's a couple of teams out there, and one of the teams I'm going to talk about a little later, they feel like they was robbed. That should have been their spot. If it wasn't for the injury bug, they would have been they would have been right there in the super bowl and then they feel like they would have completed it. They they would have won the world championship. You know what I mean? So let's just show show everybody it's not a fluke. Show everybody that last year was not a one-off. Show us that you can do it again. Cuz now we're expecting it. And anything less is unacceptable at this point. So yeah, you basically you got Younger on defense, still solid in the secondary. The skilled players, Jalen Hurts, Smith, A.J. Brown, it, it's all there. The offensive line, a couple of tweaks here, and you got it. So you have everything it takes to prepare yourself forward. Now the main question is, will you do it? But we'll see. And while we're waiting to see that, of course I'm going to talk about the Cowboys, right? That's what y'all was waiting for, really. If y'all go to this NFCE segment, they want me to talk about the Cowboys. But it's a new wrinkle I got to put in there because, yeah, we know Dak is the guy, right? But for how long? But Because the, the Cowboys, they threw us a curveball. They traded for Trey Lance. And then Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, a.k.a. the coach of the Cowboys, My bad, y'all. Sorry for the cutoff. I had some technical difficulties I had to fix, but everything's up and running smooth. But, yeah, like I was saying, uh, Jerry Jones threw us a curveball. He traded for Trey Lance, like, right before the season finna start. I thought Dak was the guy. Why would you trade for another quarterback when you already got your franchise quarterback? That's what the contracts say. That's what you've been telling us. Y'all been telling us of Dax's greatness, not just Jerry, not just Mike McCarthy, but you delusional ass fans. Y'all been singing Dax's praises since he stepped in the dough. When is it gonna start breeding winning? I'm tired of hearing about oh the refs cheated us, oh we got injured this time. Everybody go through that. There's calls blown all the time. See, that's the thing. Y'all got C.D. Lamb. Y'all got Micah Parsons on defense. Y'all got the skilled players and y'all got talented pe- Cowboys draft talented people. DeMarcus Ware back in the day. Y'all had Terrell Owens for a couple calls. Like these players are great players, but it's just like, and we get it. It's a lot of people that grow up and you want that star on your helmet. I, I get the mystique of the Cowboys and I respect it as far as like branding. Jerry does a great job with that. From what he bought the Cowboys from to where they at now, hey man, everywhere you go, you see that star and you know you know what it's about. But when is it gonna be about winning? Because see, growing up, it was it. In the 90s, the Cowboys, that was it. Like, either you was a Raider fan, a Niner fan, or a Cowboy fan if you was from California. And then if you wasn't, you know, you was considered like, you know, it was like a one off, like, okay, you like this team. And, and it always had a re- it had to be a reason why it couldn't just be where you're from cuz it's like even though they're from Texas like it's a lot of California people cuz that's what they do to the, you know the training camp and all all that stuff so a lot of like California fake it's big here in California the cowboys are but it's like damn y'all brag up on them five championships but when we going to get to see another one is this the year that's what y'all told me at the end of last year. But then again, that's what y'all told me at the year, the year before that. I'm going to tell you something, Dak. As loyal as these fans are, let you start throwing them interceptions that you said you wasn't going to throw. Let it get about week four or five. They're going to start wondering about Trey Lance. Because when you have two quarterbacks, you know what they say. When you got two, you really got none. How comfortable do you feel as the guy knowing they just drafted for somebody that went that high? It's a reason why the 49ers moved up to get him. They saw something. So it's something there. But their quarterback situation, which I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, they made it easier to move off a trade, which I, I which I get it. You know what I mean? Because everything's like, when now, when now, especially with the defense they got. but. Y'all got that too. It's not. It's finally not y'all defensive fault. It's just the quarterback. Y'all moved off of Zeke, so you can't blame Zeke. Can't blame the running game, the running back, the running back, and the running games. They're supposed to be dynamic now. They're they're faster, more quick twitch. They can catch out of the backfield. You know, y'all was saying, "Oh, Zeke don't do nothing. He get two yards and then go down on first down. He's not the same. He's not the same." Well, guess what? He ain't there. So what excuse are you gonna have? And y'all may have a good regular season. I'm not putting that past. Dak might have supreme stats. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that y'all not gonna have a good regular season. When the playoffs start, what the fuck you gonna do? That's what we waiting to see. Just be humble. Be a little quiet. Let let the wins stack up. Just start telling people, "Hey man, I'll holla at you in January." Cause at this point, that's what Jerry care about. He don't give a fuck what you do. September, October, November, December. He wanna know January, and can you get to February and win the big game? Jerry getting up there, man. He trying, he trying to, he trying to get one before he get up out of here. That that he said that's his life's mission is to get one more before he get up out of here. Y'all got the talent to do it? Do y'all got the mental fortitude to do it? That's the question. And of course, there's a lot of bandwagon ass fans that say. Listen, I know all the stats. I know the numbers. That's not, I'm not discrediting that. Y'all have the talent. It's not, so it's not hating on the players. Cause a lot of you fans, I'm gonna tell y'all something. If I told you the name to start an offensive line right now, a lot of y'all couldn't do it. Y'all talk a lot of shit, but don't even really know your team. Everybody know Dak. Everybody know Micah. Everybody know C D. But do you do But do you know the ones that don't? Nobody really know. Do you do you know the ones that don't really get talked about? I don't think so. I think I'm gonna put that out there too. I'm gonna ask a question, and I'm gonna see how many cowboy fans really know. How many of you cowboys can give me your starting offensive line, all five starters? I ain't talking about if somebody get hurt. The ones that's supposed to be start. This is gonna check your real fandom because I'm gonna tell you something. You ask me about the Broncos, I guarantee you I can give you all five of them. I can give you all five of them. And then don't don't be one of those people that like, oh, oh, I work too much. I ain't got time to pay attention like that. Well, you know how to talk a good game. Everybody got a cell phone. I don't give a fuck if you own the job or not. You can pick everybody got the ESPN app. Everybody got the ESPN app. So yeah. I, like I said, I believe y'all gonna have a great regular season. But when it matters. Y'all going to y'all y'all going to disappoint us. Well, not me cuz I'm going to be very happy. But y'all going to disappoint y'all fan base like y'all always do. And y'all going to lose when it counts. I got y'all losing in the NFC Championship game. I'll give y'all that much credit. Y'all going to make it all the way to the NFC Championship game and fall flat on your face. That's what's going to happen. Y'all going to lose in the NFC Championship game. I actually got y'all winning this division. Believe it or not, with all that I just said, I got the Cowboys winning the division. But y'all I but that's where y'all going. I got the Cowboys winning the NFC East, y'all. Yeah, I said it. I got them winning the NFC East. I got them over the Eagles. Cuz I need this Eagle, I need to see the Eagles do it again. Like as much as I want to believe in what they got going on, let's hope it wasn't a one-off. So I'm going to give it to the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys always have great regular seasons, especially to start off, but they always lose when it matters most. So yeah, I think I got. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Where where we gonna go with this? I got. I will say twelve and five. No, eleven and six. Eleven and six. I'll give y'all eleven and six. Y'all win the NFC with eleven and six record because it's gonna be tougher than it was last year. Because y'all gonna show up in them games against Washington, the Giants, Philly. Y'all gonna get a split and at least two of those. I think y'all go 2 and 0 versus the Commanders, but the other ones you're going to get a split. So yeah, that's my little take on the NFC East. I don't want to be too long winded cuz like I said I could talk shit about the Cowboys all day cuz they make it easy for me. But I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move to the NFC uh NFC South next. Excuse me. So, stay tuned.
1: Lionhearted.
0: all right so now we're gonna take it down south nfc south talk about them for a second it, it's kind of it's kind of up in the air with this division because a lot has changed they have had a lot of turnover man so it it's a lot of youth in this division so it could, it could go either way it could be either really great or the bottom can fall out of it all but in my personal opinion, like honestly, it's the Saints division to take. Mainly because Derek Carr, he's the veteran quarterback of this division, and it's literally right there. And I feel like whether they do or they don't, either way it's gonna be on him. So you gotta be able to you gotta be able to show what you can do. You're no longer with the Raiders. You, you in a whole nother division, and a whole nother conference. And I'm it kind of makes me feel good because now I can actually root for you. You're not on my rival. You're not, you know what I mean? I can actually root for you being a hometown kid. So I, I actually hope you do great. I actually hope you do great. I mean, the pieces is there. The history is there. Like, everything is on New Orleans. Whether you win or lose the division, it's on you. I mean, the skilled players are there. The the ones that I was injured, they're going to come back off injury. But this is probably the best quarterback they done had since Drew Brees left, which is Derek Carr. And he done made it to Pro Bowls. He done did all that stuff. But that's fine. We know you can do that. Now it's time to lead a team. Now We're going to see now. Was it the Raiders? Was it the Raiders organization? Or was it you? Or was it your talent? Or lack thereof? this one's on you because if you look at your contemporaries in the rest of the division it's not you don't really have competition like that like if if we talk about the panthers they just drafted Bryce Young with the number 1 overall pick now there's a possibility that he can translate from the college game to the program uh to the pro game excuse me great and hit the ground running but then there's also that that note of him might needing like to develop you know what i mean like i feel like this whole division is very develop worthy from the falcons everybody except the saints because they have dc in place like i was saying from the i mean (laughs) and the bucks you know you to go from the goat uh, tom brady yeah i gotta kind of like jump all over the place with this division because, like I said, it's a very, other than the Saints, is a very developmental type division. So, I got to kind of, like, they, like, the Bucks are going to go with Baker Mayfield. I feel like the underdog spirit and all that stuff that Baker carried with him, I, I feel like it's done, like, kind of went by the wayside and it's done kind of rubbed, like, you know what I mean? Like, we ain't really checking for that, not with him anyway, like, Okay, he can probably get you a five hundred record at best, mm-hmm. and if if Derek Carr don't handle his business, that could be enough to win you this division. But there's no reason why Derek shouldn't run away with this division because, like I said, with it's a lot of developmental going on down in Atlanta. It's going to be a lot of developmental going on in Carolina. Like, so I mean, like, and in the Bucks, it's like. It, <laughs> Baker could either be Johnny Manziel, Jamarcus Russell, or he could have a resurgence such as Geno Smith did, which we none of us saw coming up in Seattle. It could be either or. But I don't think it's going to be that. Now, if I'm wrong, Baker proved me wrong. DC, this one's on you. Handle your business, homie. Do it for the town, bro. Put the town on the map. Show that we got greatness that come out of here too. Like that's what we're hoping for. I always wanted you to do good, but you was a raider, bro. So if your success means they success. And I never wanted them to be successful. But now you're not there, now I can root for you. So go on and do your thing, man. Put the town on the map and let your greatness shine through. Cause it's right there for you. Anything less. There's no excuse for it at this point. So, yeah. Like I said, I, I kind of bounced around, talked about each team a little. A lot of it's, like, developmental stuff. You know what I mean? It's a lot of ifs, ands with a lot of these. The only team that I see solid, like, all around the board. I know, like, Atlanta has Kyle Pitts. They have, like, up upstart players that's, like, there'll be a lot of fun to watch, but they don't have those cornerstone guys just yet. But the Saints do. So I got the Saints winning this division at 12 and 5. I feel like they're gonna run away with it. They're gonna run away with the ship, and there ain't gonna be no questions about it. This division will also only have whoever win the division is gonna go to the playoffs. It's not gonna have more than one. So yeah. And to round out, to finally finish, we're finna talk about that West, y'all. We're finna talk about the NFC West. So make sure you stay tuned.
1: Lionhearted.
0: Okay, so lastly, we're going to talk about the NFC West. You know, that's the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and, of course, the San Francisco 49ers. All right, now this division is intriguing as well, because like, you got two bounce-back teams that can – like, if they turn it around, this could probably be the toughest division in football. And that's the Cardinals and the Rams, who suffered both suffered a lot of injuries last season. And then you got Seattle. Was the Geno resurgence just a fluke, or did the Russell trade give them a lot of extra juice, or will they end up going with Drew Locke? It's all a wait and see. But there's only one team in this entire division that's solidified, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Because, like I was saying a little bit ago, they feel like they should have represented the NFC last year, and rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like, No hate at all. They have things at every single level on both sides of the football. They're like a made team and they feel like they got their guy. Well, they hell, that they shit. They've made the pick now by trading by trading Trailway. Still in conference, that's still kind of like sketchy to me. I I never thought I would see that. But Purdy's the guy. Mr. Irrelevant, he's the guy. And he he showed us a lot that we a lot of us didn't expect. And if you said you if you gonna sit here and say you saw that shit coming, you's a damn lie. Nobody saw it coming, but he did it. And having that great defense, the number one defense, yes, it helps. Shit, but we all wish our team had that, right? So we're not gonna we're not gonna hold that against him. He just got hurt. It's like being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you know, it's been a lot of conflicting reports with that, like, cause of the the elbow injury he suffered. And there's some people saying, like, oh, his extension ain't there. He can't throw. Man, all that's bullshit. That's just hearsay. If you really been paying attention, this kid look like he ain't skipped the beat. Now, I know there's some people out there in the Niners organization that they wanted to give Trey Lance a chance, which I, I kind of feel that because it's like, let's just say he goes to Dallas. The Dak thing don't work out. and Or he's in Dallas, so it's not that he goes to Dallas. He's already there. Let's say the Dak thing don't work out, they move on from Dak and Trey Lance goes and he takes off and he does great. You're always going to feel like, man, we had that. We had that in our house and we let it out the door. We, It's our fault. Like, we did it. And then there's players who didn't want, there's people out there, fans out there, diehards, I don't really call y'all diehards because anybody that will say that they don't like this player because of this or that and like. If you are a real fan, you are a fan of whoever's on the roster. Like I was saying earlier, hell. No, Russell wasn't the greatest last year, but hell, he's still the Bronco quarterback. I still gotta ride with this motherfucker if he got if he's snapping the ball. I mean, there's there's a lot of fans, they they'd rather go they'd rather the ship go down with Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? But that's a different conversation for a different day. Because I I just I notice it with that fan base more than anything. It's like a You know how they say, United we stand, divided we fall? It's a lot of division within that fan base, depending on who you're talking to. But, yeah, they're the most most complete team right now. Like, I can honestly say, and I'll say it before I even detail, and this is no disrespect to the other teams, if the 49ers don't win this division, I will be highly disappointed because I got them actually making it to the conference. Like I said, I'm not going to give my Super Bowl pick just yet, but I got them making it to the NFC Conference Championship. So it's gonna be, uh, it, yeah, it's gonna be them. It's probably gonna be them. I got them versus the Cowboys, and I got I actually got them going to the Super Bowl because I did say the Cowboys is gonna lose in the Conference Championship game. So I got actually we gonna that rivalry like we had back in the day when prime time was going from here to there and he was swinging the difference. We're gonna finally get that back, and we're gonna get it when it matters most. Yeah, we didn't see them play last year, a couple years in the playoffs, whatever, but. Them was like the earlier rounds. This is going to be for the NFC Championship. The Niners is the best team in their division. They should win. They're the best team in the conference. They have no excuse. As long as Purdy can stay healthy and the health matters of McCaffrey and Debo and, uh, you know, Warner, all the great linebackers that they have on the, on the defensive side, health, but that's that's when anybody's team. So, and me, I, I, I got to be honest, man, that they, they look like the most complete team in football. If you telling me that Purdy's um, injury is going to be the telltale, I could live with that because he's young. There was a lot of people like, oh, he'll never be the same. He looked pretty damn good to me. And that and that's just being honest. That's not being a hater. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's A lot of Niners fans I got in my family. So, you know, it's always going to be, no, nah, fuck the Niners. You know what I'm saying? I got like a, a lot of friends and a lot of family. So I'm not sitting here. But I'm going to sit here and be honest, though. Cause one thing I'm not, I'm not a hater. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I ain't no hater. So if y'all don't succeed, it's gonna be on y'all. You feel me? It's not gonna be because like, oh, you just hate it, you don't like it. Nah, you, cause you in the same boat as the cowboys. Y'all ain't won shit since the '90s. Now y'all done came close. Y'all done came closer, but y'all ain't got over that hump. Y'all ain't got over that hump. Let, let me give you a little history lesson. Me as a Bronco fan, I done seen all three of my Super Bowls before y'all done got another one. It's that time. So now is y'all's time. Because that'd be my that's my dream matchup. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna just say it right now. I was gonna wait to the end, but my dream matchup would be the Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I would say we won't make it before y'all will. I I got y'all, y'all at least in the championship game. For right now, I may or may not, depending on how the season start, have y'all in the big game. But right now, I got y'all at least in the NFC Conference Championship game, and I got y'all beating the Cowboys. But with that being said, the Rams ain't went nowhere. You know the one thing about winning, and I was just having this conversation with uh, with one of my cut with my cousin actually, who was a Niner fan. And the interview is coming up, so you'll you'll be able to hear me hear my take on it. See, when it comes to, like, winning, as a fan, you got to ask yourself, is it worth the chase of getting that actual title, or would you rather chase the title? Because, you know, once you reach it, you can only go down. The Rams, they got to the top. They, they got to the mountaintop. They fell all the way down. My Broncos, I've seen it. Once we got to the mountaintop, we beat the Panthers. We fell all the way down. Like, the Chiefs have been able to fall down, bounce back up. Patriots fall down, bounce back up. Those are, like, the only two franchises that have been able to do that. But I guarantee you, after a year away and not being in the mix, oh, yeah, the Rams coming back. The Rams coming back for sure. You know what I mean? So, the Niners, y'all, it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be a cakewalk. That, that's, that's a team that you're going to have to reckon with within your division for sure. That's always a dogfight. If, even if you're not a fan of those two teams, when the Niners play the Rams, you know it's going to be a low-scoring, hard-fought game. Matthew Stafford, he coming back with a vengeance. Watch what I tell y'all. Everybody, everybody laughing because they see like Stetson, Bennett, and all that playing backup. You know what I mean? The Rams just got the Rams even got rammed by my Broncos 41-0. I'm not taking too much stock in that shit. That's preseason. Russell wasn't playing. It was Jared Stidham versus Stetson Bennett. Like I, I'm not to sit there and because I already know Stefford still got that juice. He's not done yet. He had an injury plagued season last year, but he'll be back. You know what I mean? Like, and and then to get off them for a second, to talk about Seattle, I feel like it was a fluke. And I ain't just saying that because we got Russell. And this is no disrespect to Geno Smith. Like, I believe by season's end, Drew Locke will be the guy. I don't know how far that's going to take y'all, but Drew Locke will be the guy. I, I've i liked Drew Locke since he was in college. And it helped the fact that, of course, my Broncos did draft him and all that, and I became more of a fan. But I just like his skill set. Like, you know what I mean? I could understand, like, he wasn't ready. Some players aren't ready to like just to be that guy because it, it would have been a lot of pressure. Like you got Russell coming into the, the his old stadium and all that, and of course Gino been around the horn many, many, many times. So was I surprised at what I saw last year? Fuck yeah, you better believe it. But towards season end, I kind of understood it. Like he'd been through the trenches, he'd been there. But I just feel like that Seattle Mystique and the whole, like, the 12th man and all that shit that they have, I believe that's kind of over with because not only is Russell gone, more importantly, the Legion of Boom is gone. Let's just be honest. And even as a Bronco fan, I could be honest. Like, Russell was making us think that it was the Legion of Boom the whole time, that he really didn't have much to do with it at all. So with them all being retired and gone and passed on, I believe the Seattle days is numbered, if not over. But then I still got to talk about the Cardinals because they do have Kyler Murray, but it's like, what, what, what version, excuse me, of Kyler Murray is we going to get? We have no clue. There's been a lot of rumors about his practice habits and the way he prepared for games and the, but he'd get out on the field and he'd be so spectacular. It's like, he always leaves you wanting more. He always leaves you wanting more. And it's like, I don't know now. Like, the, their skilled position players is going to be a surprise. Because it's been a lot of turnover there. But the main constant, the mainstay, it's Kyler fucking Murray. And this little dude can do it all. We've seen it. But D-Hop gone now. He ain't dead no more. So you're going to have to make do with what you got. I see them in Seattle kind of fighting for the bottom. Like I said, it's going to be the 49ers are the cream of the crop of the NFC. And the Rams are going to be right there. Like, you know what I mean? No doubt. They're going to they're gonna be right there. And I can I think the Seattle days is over. They they're like in rebuild mode. Kyler Murray is gonna prop up the Cardinals as much as he can, but I don't think it's gonna be enough. You you don't got enough to compete with the Rams in the especially not the Forty ers But you don't even got enough to compete with the Rams. Like you know what I mean. If anybody in that division gives the Forty ers a scare, it's gonna be the LA Rams. But yeah, man, that that was just my little take on you know. The return to the gridiron and everything. Like I said, this is just my opinion. If you want to refute it, you can refute it. And hey, if you if you live in my city and you you can always hit me up, man. You can come refute sports with me at any time. What I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to um, I've been dropping uh, on my podcast for season two. I've been dropping all the personal interviews on Wednesdays. What I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to drop my football episodes about about my episodes about football. Excuse me, every Friday consistency is the name of the game y'all and I've been I've been on it since February and I've been like as consistent as I can be and I just want to before I get up out of here I just want to say how much I appreciate everybody and I, I appreciate all the feedback and like I, it's really starting to grow and I'm seeing the fruits of my labor and everything and like I said man a lot of times just like a simple yeah you doing it man keep going like that type of shit goes a long way you know what I mean? And, like, shout out to the people who have been guests on my show so far. I hope you're happy with the way the interviews came out. Like like I said, it's been more feedback, so I believe, like, the work has been dope. Uh, shout out to those who want to be on the show in the future. Rather, everybody got a story to tell. Like I always say, if you want to sit down and talk football, we can do that, too. I'm down for it all, man. But I'm going to just get out here, get out of here like this, y'all. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lion-hearted.
1: Lion-Hearted Podcast.